Hey, family. Blessed be the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who sits on the throne and in complete control of it all. So about a month ago, I was watching this YouTube video and it was expressing who Jesus was throughout the whole Bible. So for those who don't know, the Old Testament is Jesus concealed and the New Testament is Jesus revealed. So he was throughout the whole Bible. So in this video, they was expressing from Genesis to Revelation who Jesus was. So if you could just bear with me, I'm going to do just that. In any event, you would like to comment, give me your feedback, or maybe you have heard this before and you heard it in a different way, please feel free to email me. My email address will be in the description box of this podcast. So without further ado, in the book of Genesis, he is the seed of the woman, Exodus, our Passover lamb, Leviticus, our high priest, Numbers, pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. Deuteronomy, he is the prophet unto Moses. Joshua, he's the captain of our salvation. Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In the book of 1st and 2nd Samuel, he's our trusted prophet. In the book of 1st and 2nd Kings and 1st and 2nd Chronicles, he's our reigning king. In the book of Ezra, he is our faithful scribe. Nehemiah, he is the rebuilder of broken walls. Esther, he is our Mordecai. In the book of Job, he is an ever-living redeemer. In the book of Psalms, he is the Lord, our shepherd. In the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastics, he is our wisdom. In the book of the Songs of Solomon, he is the lover and the bridegroom. In the book of Isaiah, he is the prince of peace. Jeremiah, he is the righteous branch. Lamentation, he is the weeping prophet. Ezekiel, he is the four-faced man. In the book of Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fire. Hosea, he is the faithful husband married to the backslider. In the book of Joel, he is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit and fire. In the book of Amos, he is the burden bearer. Abadiah, he is mighty to save. Jonah, he is the well, our deliverer. And Micah, he is the messenger with beautiful feet. In Naaman, he is the avenger of God's elect. Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist. Zephaniah, he is the savior. In Haggai, he is the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he is our fountain in the house of David. Malachi, he is the son of righteousness with healing in his wings. In the book of Matthew, he is our Messiah. In the book of Mark, he's the wonderful worker. Luke, the son of man. John, the son of God. Acts, he is the Holy Spirit. Romans, he is the one who will never leave nor forsake us. In the first and second Corinthians, he is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Galatians, he is the redeemer from the curse and the law. In the book of Ephesians, he is our armor and the Christ of unsearchable riches. In the book of Colossians, he is the fullness of the Godhead. In first and second Thessalonians, he is our soon coming king. In first and second Timothy, he is our mediator between God and man. In Titus, he is the faithful pastor. In Philemon, he is our friend that sticks closer than a brother. In a brook of Hebrews, he is the blood of the everlasting covenant. James, he is the great physician. Philippians, he is the God who supplies all our needs. First and second Peter, he is the chief shepherd. In first, second, and third John, he is the everlasting love. In Jude, he is the Lord coming back for 
He's the Lord coming back with ten thousands of his saints. In Revelations, he's the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. Hallelujah. What did you think about that, family? What did you think about that? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know if you saw something else. Let me know if you heard something else. Let me know if you agree. Let me know if you disagree. I would love your feedback. I think it was pretty awesome. So out of the, all of it, I just love, like I said, to be able to declare who God is and where he was and what I need him for, because we all need peace. We all need to know that he is a weeping prophet that when I cry, he cries with me. But there's a few that are my favorite. I like Hosea. He is the faithful husband married to the backslider. I read that story and it touched my heart. If you, this is how much you want to know how much God loves you. Go read the book of Hosea. In the book of Hosea, God told Hosea to marry a prostitute. And he did as God told him to do. But this woman kept leaving him and kept hurting him and leaving and going to be with other men. And he would go to God and cry and say, you know, I don't, you know why? And God would tell him, go get her, go get her. And he had to be faithful to this woman that were, that was being unfaithful to him. And when you really think about it, we are unfaithful to God. We are not faithful to him. We say we love him with our lips, but our heart is far from him. We do dirty deeds. Our actions are not saying we love him and we are truly an adulterous people. But God's showing us that no matter what we're doing, that God loves us so much that he will never truly forsake us, that he won't leave us in spite of our ignorance, in spite of our rebellion, in spite of our adultery. He will always come back for us. The Bible says that he would leave the 99 for that one. You are that one. I am that one. And in spite of God loves us, go read the book of Hosea. I promise you, you'll be blessed and know that that story is a symbol of who Jesus Christ is in your life, that you will always be loved and he will always come get you even when you don't deserve it. And that's what we got to get. It's not about what we do. We don't deserve the love of God. We don't deserve the grace. We don't deserve the peace, but he gives it anyhow, because he is the faithful husband married to the backslider. And when you think of Songs of Solomon, he is the lover and the bridegroom. We're the bride, he's the groom. He's a faithful husband to his bride. Even though his bride, amen, even though his bride ain't doing what she need to be doing, he's still faithful. Go read the book of Hosea, you'll be blessed. I truly like this. I truly love it. It's so many things that you could just really meditate on in the book of Philippians, the God who will supply all my needs. He is a friend that sticks closer than the brother than the book of Philemon. That mediator between God and man in the book of first and second Timothy that he does intercede for us on the right hand of the father day after day after day, we have a mediator. That we can find confidence in knowing that we're not petitioning alone. That when you get on your knees and pray to the Father, that Jesus is praying with you. Amen. That he's interceding for you. Amen. That is encouraging. That is comforting. Amen. That is comforting to know. Romans, that he is the one that will never leave you nor forsake you. The book of Mark, he is that wonderful worker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Book of Mark. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Zechariah, uh, Z- our fountain in the house of David. Um, Jesus is a fountain. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
I love that. He is a fountain to quench your thirst. He said, anyone who drinks of me won't thirst again. That when you're thirsty and you're feeling dry and you're overwhelmed, go drink of the fountain of God. And he will refresh you and restore you. Ah, so many uh, so many places in the Bible you can see Jesus as a refresher, as a fountain, as a water. Even by the woman by the well, you know, he refreshed her, restored her. She went to the fountain for water. But when she got into the presence of him, she was quenched. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says she left the water pot and went on her way to say, come see a man that told me all I've ever done. For the same reason she went to the well, she left without taking that water pot, which means Jesus refreshed her. She, she received the water she needed from him. Amen. He's a fountain. So when you need to be refreshed, go to Jesus. Amen. I love it. 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 Nehemiah, the rebuilder of broken walls. I was recently reading the story of Nehemiah um, and Nehemiah had a heart to go back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and his heart to do that. That was God. I love it. And I think some of them stand out because I have read some of the stories and know it personally, um, how much God want to rebuild us. The Bible says he is uh, anointed to heal the brokenhearted. We all have these broken walls. We all been broken down and to know that we serve a God that is anointed to do what nobody else can do. And that is heal our brokenness. And Nehemiah had a heart to go restore the walls of Jerusalem that you got to know that you have to read the Bible, like knowing and applying yourself. It's so important. We apply ourselves to what we're reading because it's just not a story talking about, you know, various topics and different people. This is us family. This is us. So in the book of Nehemiah, this is Jesus having a heart to come rebuild our brokenness. Amen. I love the book of Nehemiah. Once again, if you want to be blessed, go read Nehemiah. <laughs> awesome, awesome word. Awesome word. Awesome word. I just love it. I also love the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastic. That's where you get your wisdom and understanding. The Bible says in all you're getting, gain and understanding. And there's something about reading Ecclesiastics and Proverbs that I feel real smart. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I'm just, you know, got all my glasses, looking all studious. I feel real smart when I read, you know, Proverbs and um, Ecclesiastics because I received this understanding and this wisdom that I didn't know before. And I feel like, okay, Jesus, I know, I see, I see see <laughs> by his grace not by my own works of course but I do feel good when I read Proverbs because it makes me feel wise the Bible says if any man lack wisdom let him ask of God and he will give freely and if we could be honest we don't know everything as much as we would love to pat ourselves on the back there's so much we don't know and there's so much we need to receive from the Holy Spirit of God. The Bible says that he will lead us into all truths. And there's just some truths we have not received yet. And in order for us to get it, we have to humble ourselves and go to the Holy Spirit. So every time I go read the word and I, I see something that I have not saw, and the Holy Spirit begins to work on me and begin to give me revelation and begin to lead me into those truths. It's truly refreshing and you truly feel empowered and you feel edified. It is amazing feeling to open the word of God and you read something and the Holy Spirit give you the revelation of it. It is an amazing feeling. It is an addictive. It's amazing because you feel it. Understanding is beautiful. 
And that's why the Bible says, in all you're getting, gain an understanding. And when you begin to understand the very issues and the very trials and the very storms and the very things that we be going on, when you have understanding, you can deal with them better. I understand what this is. So I love that in Proverbs and Ecclesiastics, he is our wisdom because he wants to give us this understanding and he wants to give us, you know, what it is that we need to get through every season in our life. I love the book of Esther that he's our Mordecai. Aside from me also reading these stories, I also watched the movie and I love the movie Esther and how her uncle Mordecai um, protected her, how he made sure she was okay. Um, it was a, It's an awesome story and it's an awesome read if you read it. And to know that Jesus is making sure we're okay that God is placing us in these positions and God is positioning us to be kings and queens and God is positioning us in leadership and God is positioning us in these roles. And we have a, a Mordecai that is making sure we're okay, who's standing at the gate, who's standing at the door, who's guiding us, who's giving us, you know, what to say, how to say, when to say. Mordecai, her uncle made sure she was okay. And I love that. So when you look at Christ and look at what God is doing in our lives and these positions that God is placing us in and these levels, God is taking us higher, that we're not alone, that we have a Mordecai at the door, that we have a Mordecai among us saying, okay, this is what you're going to say for such a time as this, for such a time as this. I love the book of Esther, but I love seeing who Jesus is in the midst of the book of Esther. I love seeing him as Mordecai because when you see, even when you see the movie, because sometimes when you watch a movie, you could get a greater understanding. So it's like you read the word and then you go watch the movie and be like, wow. And you see how much her uncle loved her and how much he tried to protect her and how he tried to guide her and then put Jesus there of how much Jesus loves us and how much he wants to protect us and how much he wants to guide us. Amen. So I love that it says in Esther, he's our Mordecai. Very awesome. Very, very awesome. In the book of Ruth, he's our kinsman redeemer. We all think about Boaz. I want my Boaz. Where's my Boaz, Jesus? <laughs> Jesus. And see, this is what we miss as women. Oh, I love it. This is what we're missing as women because we're so um, searching and seeking and we're crying out for Boaz and we're crying to God for Boaz, not acknowledging that he is Boaz. He is the kinsman redeemer. He is the one that brought us back to the father. He is the one that purchased us by the blood, his blood. So in order for us to really, like, I think that is so awesome. And we have to really shift our perspective. And yes, every, every woman is looking, you know, to be married and they're looking for not just any man, but they want their Boaz but before you can see him in the natural, you have to have a relationship in the spirit. When you put Jesus in his rightful place and acknowledge that he is Boaz, Lord, you are all that I need. You are the supplier of my need. You are the lover of my soul. You are my Mordecai. You, we, Jesus is all that we need. Amen. And then once we get to that place of letting Jesus truly satisfying us, we will begin to see our Boaz in the earth. Amen. I'm not going to get into that. That's a different topic. We're talking about who Jesus is, but I just thought that was cool to point out as Boaz being the kinsman redeemer and who he is in our life. Amen. <laughs> We're going to leave that for another topic. But yes, I just love this. I just truly love this. And I thought it was pretty awesome. I wanted to share it with you guys. Amos, he's he being our burden bearer. 
that's come to me, all who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly at heart, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He is truly our burden bearer, that he wants to take our burdens off of us, that he don't want us carrying and holding all of this heavy weight. He said, give it to me and I'll take it. Amen. So I truly, truly love this list. And like I said, if you have another list or if you have heard this before and you have something else, please share it with me. I would really love to know because I am open to receive wisdom. Amen. I yield that I may have a teachable spirit. I don't know all things. I know enough. I know some things, but I don't know as much as I'm going to know. Amen. Because I'm still seeking. I'm still searching for wisdom and understanding and knowledge of the word of God. He said, when you seek me, you'll find me. None of us have arrived and none of us truly know the heart of God. None of us truly know the mind of God. But each day I seek and I search and I'm open to hearing the word. The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I am open to hearing the word of God from my brothers and sisters. So please feel free to email me and tell me what you think. Amen. 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 I'm just going through the list and just seeing, I'm picking out the ones, they're all my favorite, but just certain ones that I guess I find is very personal with me. Um, so that's really what it is that I'm doing. Not that I'm just being quiet, but I'm just reading over my list. So anyway, family, I am grateful to have this, spend this time with you, this moment with you, but just to know that Jesus is awesome. Tell your neighbor. You sit next to somebody? You listen to this? You, are you sitting next to somebody? Tap them on the shoulder and say, Jesus love you. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> he loves you. Jesus loves you. I'd be liking that. Be like, tell your neighbor. <laughs> so I want you to tell whoever you next to. And if you're not next to somebody right now, the next person you come in contact with, make sure you let them know. Jesus loves them. Make sure you let them know that there is someone that will give them access to the Father, that will heal them, that will free them, that will set them free. Let them know. Because you're being when you receive, you receive to give. You're being poured into and you gotta pour out. So everything you get, the wisdom you get, the understanding you get, the knowledge you get is for you to share. So share with your brothers and sisters, share with that stranger, share with that person on the bus, on the train, share with that person in that coffee shop. Hey, you know, Jesus loves you. That's it. (laughs) So until I come back and talk to you guys again, I love you and have an amazing Saturday. I love you. Bye-bye.